just look at the business that you, you you're on you, you're trying to target and how much time are you going to save that guy so he can make more money doing what he does best and you do what you do best you'll make money he'll make money and he'll be your client until your heart's content if you're like us you've dreamt of building your own business empire and the freedom it can bring you but today there's hidden traps on the path of entrepreneurship placed by big brother and the big brands so now we're forced to answer hard questions like how do we grow a real company without taking on debt or giving away ownership or how can we get leads and buyers for our own products when there's so much competition with deep pockets Finally, those questions are answered, and tens of thousands of people are taking the challenge to walk the new path of entrepreneurship. Follow this podcast while I ask about their shocking journey from failure to freedom. You can join them too at OneFunnelAway.com. I'm your host, Steve J. Larson, and you're listening to One Funnel Away Stories. Boom! What's going on, everyone? It is Steve Larson. Welcome back to the One Funnel Away Story Show, where I am asking entrepreneurs about the businesses they've tried, the successes, the failures. In fact, it's the failure to freedom story itself. Very excited to have on with me today, John Black. Welcome to the show. How you doing, everyone? How are you? Hey, thanks for taking the time, honestly. I know it's kind of crazy right now with all this virus stuff, and we're all in different places and such, but uh, thanks for getting on. Very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess just to start right off the bat, what is it that you do right now? I'm in advertising, um, in particular sort of uh, media negotiation. Right now, I'm really earning my money because a lot of clients are trying to cancel panicking and everything like that so i'm kind of talking people off the ledge talking of ways of how to get their business done remotely without having to send it like you know have anyone face to face in their offices or walk in and everything else so this is like the fourth downturn i've been through so i kind of have a bit of crisis management when it comes to client and marketing mm. so yeah as i say yeah i'm earning my money right now and um Trying to do it from a bedroom is a little bit challenging as well. So if I remove this backdrop, it's the exact same setup. Yep. Yeah. So think okay, I want to come back to that for sure because you feel like, I mean you have a lot of wisdom in those space in that space and, and getting through something like this. But um what how did you get started in business, much less entrepreneurship? Um essentially i I've always worked. I come from an uh, a very working class. If someone can tell my voice, I'm from London. I live in the Las Vegas suburbs, about 10 miles east of the apocalyptic Las Vegas Strip yeah. right now. And um, essentially, I've always worked. And it was turned, uh, as we say, uh, uh, you would say a, a dime into a dollar. I'd say a penny into a pound. Mm. And um, I've always worked since I was about 10 years old, four school jobs. And I've always looked at how you sell your your product, but then keeping a custom, protecting the revenue you have through the door, but also keeping a buyer and i mean i've looked into this you know the click funnels thing about I, i'd say about it just over a year into yeah. and when russell sort of says about all the principles i've i've applied this to traditional business right for years and years and years and um but doing it online just sort of takes all the back break and the you know the the dirty digging out of it all it's kind of it's, it, i wish this was around 15 years ago i mean i've <laughs> I'd be owning soccer teams and I'd be, I'd, I'd be owning the Jets and stuff like that by now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I got started. Um, my Where I really kind of got going was just doing side stuff for clients, taking a look at their business. My, most of them were sort of a bit white bread. They needed, they had a marketing budget, so to speak. And then 
I would always take it the extra mile in, in meetings and go, look, if you just did this or if you just did that, and if anyone, I mean, we're, we're, this is probably the coronavirus special uh, episode right now. This is not, the, the economy right now is nowhere near as bad as it was in 08. Right. So if anyone's listening to this, yeah. take, if you're having a meeting with a client, I'm going to give you a story about when I worked at my, I'm a long-term advertising agency professional and I worked in Ireland and the economy dipped so fast down in Ireland, it was frightening. And I had a, a furniture retailer as a client, a, a company called Reed Furniture. So in comes the marketing director and she's panicking. We've got to pull this. What can you negotiate us to get us out of contracts and everything? Hold all creative. Don't do this. Don't do that. So I knew this meeting was happening. And so what I did was I looked at every one of her competitors. And at the time, she was about eighth in the table for revenue and ad spend and everything like that. And two of her biggest competitors had gone out of business and three others had pulled all of their, their advertising off TV, off print, digital, billboards, you name it, it had gone. So all I said to her was, if you spend exactly the same as you did last year, Within six months, you will be the top furniture retailer in the country. And she looked at me as if I was crazy. And I said, look, the property market, as you rightly said, is in the toilets. Yeah. So nobody's buying or selling houses. However, if you've kept your salary and you got paid the same amount or a similar amount as what you did last month, what you did this month to what you did next month, mm. there is no recession. There is no, no you don't have a personal recession. Yeah. The recession's in the media. Your own personal recession hasn't happened. So those who own a property and, and can afford to keep it are going to upgrade it. So what they, they're going to upgrade with furniture. So she said, okay, then I'll sign the budget off. So she signed it you know, back and forth a little bit and everything else. I went back to the vendors and I said, I've kept this client spending. What are you going to do for me? She got 50% on the euro, as we say, or on the dollar, more marketing value. And within six months to a year, when everything come back online, everyone was behind the behind the, the eight ball. They'd had their best year ever in the worst year ever. So if anyone's watching this and they've got clients panicking, yeah. you've got to sell the value that is available right now in the marketing world. Yeah. Clicks are through click is clicks are through the roof. If they want to pull off a billboard, put them onto YouTube. YouTube you got is going through the roof right now. Clicks are up tw click rates are up twenty percent, email rates are up. Mm. In, in all walks of business. And I've got a, a tutoring service that I do a couple of funnels for. He's panicking. He can't have kids through the door. I said, right, do one-on-one -on -one Zoom. I've been telling him to do this for two years now. Do a YouTube Live. You can teach anyone anywhere. He's now got a full calendar because parents are sick of their kids and just want to park them in front of the laptop and actually do some schoolwork. Yeah. And I said to him, get on Facebook. Let's get on YouTube. Let's you know, do for your local area, email the list and business is coming in. It just takes a little bit of, you know, not why, how. And yeah, and but that's, I mean, I mean what, it, that's how I, my, I got my start in business really in 08 when I started thinking, right, okay, then nothing's ever that bad. It's and, so true. And it, it's yeah. just, it, it's the, it's the real business people that push through. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take that much. I mean, I've got sales reps calling me thinking they're a genius by calling during a downturn. If they'd have called me three months ago, they wouldn't be hungry now. Yeah. 
but they didn't. So yeah. you, it, it's, I mean, what I would say is just if anyone, anyone's watching and everything else, just look at what, who, look at who you pay. They need your money more than ever. And, and, and I guarantee you, if they had 10 clients, they've now got three. So they will give you two clients worth of value just to keep your action going for the next two months. Yeah. And always ask the question, someone will say yes. And you go back to your client and say, look, I've got your X amount more, X amount more. Everything ends, everything comes back stronger. But if you want to set yourself up to go like that rather than like that, now's the time to get involved. I heard one of my, one of my own coaches say like, yeah, 2008, I decided to just not participate in that. <laughs> and it's yeah. true. Like it's, uh, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, anyone who watched this is now, it's, it's, it's not to be apathetic. We're not acting like it's not happening. It's, um, everything just got cheaper. And so you can go further with the same dollar. And oh, God, yeah. such a huge gift, frankly, like, which is not going to be true in your head unless you think about it that way. But it's massive. Absolutely. So what well, were you doing before 2008? It may sound like you started in 2008, your business. Well, I'd, uh, the dot com, I was a big part of the first dot com boom. We were taking meetings with different things that were going to save the world. I dare say it's what how your phone rings and how Russell Brunson's phone rings with the next funnel that's going to change the world. And do you want to buy in? Yeah. Well, this is what we was having. Would you give us ad space yeah. for my new website? And we had a client called jungle.com and they sold CDs and books. Yes. And that massive, massive ad campaign this one weekend. And I come in and the marketing director called me and said, we sold five CDs and two books. Oh. And I said, was one of them the Red Hot Chili Peppers greatest hits? He went, yeah, well, that was me. And so <laughs> it, they, they just, it was a saturated market. And then Amazon bought all their stock up and that was that. But yeah, I, I, I'd launched a lot of dot coms and. We really didn't have digital media back then. There was no kind of fate. There was no definitely no social or anything like that. So everything was traditional and the wastage was huge. No matter if you were targeting even with the most niche of audience, you had to target everybody huh. because if you only had a newspaper and a radio station, a TV and a billboard to really work with, people were allergic to digital at the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, there was no social. So that's how I've got my my real start is in that first downturn because then we, we bartered all the stock of all these down like gone bus.coms that they bought in warehouses. We bartered it for media space and we, we broke it ourselves, our agency for about a year on it. And uh, again, it's just another way of, there was a downturn, not, it was an advertising downturn rather than an economic downturn because a lot of these guys, they didn't have credit insurance. Some, genius in my in in the ad ad industry gave these guys ad space without credit insurance so where they were owed millions millions and millions and millions off these off these like flybynight.coms <laughs> and, and then all anyone did was trying to buy domain names and then try and sell them and um but yeah that's how i got my start and oh um i've now started my own thing where I failed miserably at something uh, locally and it was a mailer and I kind of like thought, well, email, people might not read all emails, but they might get something through the mail right. and it was about new movers. So you would approach a pizza chain, a hairdresser or someone like that, you know, a local independent business and you would say to them, okay, then we know when the new people are going to move in. We send a gift card to them and then that person comes 
to your store, redeems that free gift, and if you treat them well, you're a customer for life. Now, this is okay, but Vegas is a very new city. Most housing developments are no more than 20 years old. We live in one of the more mature neighborhoods, and it was built in 95. Mm. So um, it's still a bit like, kind of like St. George, Utah or something like that. It has an old center, but everything else around it's like new. Everything's yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. So it's all strip malls. It's all Starbucks, Subway, yeah. hair, hair salon, nail salon, UPS, rinse and repeat all along, you know, everywhere you look. Yeah. So and but it's very transient here. So it failed. But on the flip side of that, I looked at it as if to, to think to myself, any dentist I talked to was always like, if I just get one family in, family of five with decent insurance, that can bankroll me. Yeah. Because that's, and they just need one of those a month. So what I've looked into is I still had my list of all my prospecting from that original mailer business. So I emailed them all saying, I can get you YouTube ads and a Facebook lookalike audience. And most of these little, most of these businesses only really want to pull in from five, five, maybe three to five miles from their front door because everyone else has their own territory. So I'm not going to drive 25, 20 miles to get a pizza. Right. Or I'm not going to drive 30 miles to get my hair cut. So everything I do and everyone I know, their businesses. So I'm now saying to dentists, hairdressers, I'll charge you a set fee. I'll do your ad campaigns. I'll do your email scheduling, your calendar, your funnel, put some video on, and I'm getting a retainer. Yeah. And the funny thing is, in the last week or so, I've had a massive uptick. I just emailed the list. Now's the time to mature your YouTube account. Now's the time to get buoyant. Now's the time. They're going, yeah, all right. They're doing nothing else. So they're taking a call. <laughs> so it, it's a, that the, the original mailer thing failed miserably. It works perfectly in other places. I know the guy who work, who, who owns a territory in Salt Lake City. He's got South Jordan and, and Sandy. Yeah. He creams it, absolutely creams it. But it's not a transient place. Las Vegas, Henderson, like around by me, the Las Vegas Valley is very transient. There's a U, there's two or three U-Hauls on my street every week. Yeah. So you weren't, you're not going to build up a relationship with that client long enough. So it didn't work. It, fantastic business, a lot of other places, but for me, not. So I looked at it a different way. It obviously works. So how can I make it work? So I've now, I've picked up about four or five new clients on a thousand dollar retainer. Mm -hmm. And I throw in a consultant, see, I throw in a funnel build. So I build them a page. Very simple. Here we are. Here's our logo. Here's a welcoming video. Um, you know, here's the staff waving, that sort of business. Just general sort of like feel good, happy stuff. Uh, make sure the sun's shining. Data capture, a free gift of something or other. They get sent a voucher. Right. And then I throw in a local YouTube uh, ad campaign, a local Facebook campaign from a lookalike audience. Mm. And one stipulation is I can use their list. Yeah. And that's uh, – so, yeah, that was one failure. Another failure – It's it's I, cool to see, though, that, like – so you've got these – I think it's a – there's obviously educating somebody who's brand new in these tactics. Yeah. But there's this second level of education, I feel like, that happens when somebody brand new comes into business in general. And I think mm -hmm. that they think it's going to be, like, this steady rock – Thing. Like when, when you get a funnel or some product that consistently sells and you can measure it, it is pretty steady or it can be depending on traffic and, uh, you know, ad spend and all that. But all of us pivot and we, we change and we, we move and we say, let's listen to what the market's saying right now. Oh, recession. I smell opportunity. 
sweet. What, what, it, where is the opportunity? Let me go search for it. And then next it'll be something else. And next it'll be something else. And like, I mean, it, I remember it took, it took Russell. Like, I mean, I think I was working for him for probably a solid year by the time he actually shut everything else down besides ClickFunnels. And, uh, and even then he still kept us in a circle and still kept all the stuff that he was doing. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Like, and if you can keep going on that kind of stuff. So what I think is fascinating is we just listening to you right now is describing like, well, we went and tried this and I realized I needed these pieces and I had to understand these hmm. things in order for me to go actually do that. And then you go to the next thing like, oh, next. And, and it's um, on a resume to someone that you were going to go work for. It would look like we're all squirrely and none of us can commit to anything. But in reality, we're all chasing like, who moved my cheese? Let me just go find the thing. So how does how does a business, I like that you said this, in your experience, because I mean, there's the economic dip, but then there's also like the business dip that can happen. Yeah, the, the business recession. What things have you done in your businesses that you know you wanted to keep long term to recession proof them? Well, my 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 approach is is value of what I can do for someone else. Yeah. And Let's say let's say you're targeting for, for for what I'm doing is I mean dentists have been very fruitful. Now, if you call a dentist at eleven o'clock in the morning, I ask ask you before you make a sales call or you go and knock on the door and you're trying to look for the decision maker, ask yourself what are they likely to be doing at eleven o'clock in the morning when you want to talk to them. And a dentist, if he's any good, is going to be fixing someone's teeth because yeah. that's how he makes his money. Yeah. A chiropractor is going to be cracking a back. Yeah. A pet groomer is going to be shaving a dog and so on and so forth. Me personally, I'm trying to bring in revenue. So someone calls me at 11 o'clock in the morning and they're going to be unlucky. Now, what I would, my approach is, is if you do get hold of the decision maker, and I, I usually, I always go down the route of, you don't have, if I do this for you, you don't have to think about it and you just have to fix someone's teeth. You don't have to market. You don't have to take the calls and anything else. You just refer anyone who calls about marketing or anyone trying to sell something to do with advertising to me. And then I'll, I'll my job is to make sure your book of business is full and then you just fix someone's teeth. And so the dent, one of the dentists I'm working with here, she says, yeah, I said, I'm, I'm up. At night, going through my inbox, trying to decipher all these proposals from local news stations, from this and that, and everything else. I said, "Well, I'll take all of that off your off your plate because you don't know with respect what you're doing." I mean, it's like you, you got a real, real reverse. If 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 the guy, if the dentist put me in the chair and said, "There's the drill and there's the." everything else is going to be a disaster i've seen it done before yeah. but i've had it done before could i do it no it, it's, it goes to the old adage it's it's expensive to hire a professional but wait till you see when it costs when you hire an amateur <laughs> so yeah. and yeah. i've had i that that was instilled on my first day on the job in 1998 in the ad in the ad that's what we tell our clients yeah go on go and do it yourself and the clients used to think they were know-it-alls by going Oh yeah, well, so and so called me with this great proposal. And I agreed to it, and then you're like, "All right, yeah, no, good, all good." Then it falls flat on its backside, <laughs> and then you got you got a great. Well, this is why you hire us because we would have done this, this, and then all of a sudden you only need one of those. But for any client, it's, it's yeah, don't sit up late at night going through these proposals and having news like these guys calling on you and everything else trying to sell you stuff. Yeah. We'll do it for you, and this is the way forward. And 
I, I always go with with that. It, it works with any client. I mean, again, like I, I one of my big biggest clients was General Motors back in London. Huge four hundred million dollar account, pounds account. Marketing director will be sold to morning, noon, and night, right. weekends. Right. And I said to him, ignore it. Just put an auto on saying, please refer to me. And I would get all this. And he was like, yeah, weekend's quiet now. Mm. And he thought it was his job. It's not. I said, that's why you pay us the 15% is to, to do it, to manage all of this, sift through the, sift through all the crap and send it on to you. What we think will actually sell you a car. Yeah. And so, yeah, if anyone's just look at the business that you, you, you're on, you, you're trying to target. And how much time are you going to save that guy so he can make more money doing what he does best? And you do what you do best. You'll make money. He'll make money. And he'll be your client until your heart's content. Yeah. As I'm listening to you throughout this entire time, you've multiple times when talking about clients, all of your decision making, all of your skills, uh, all the sales calls you're doing. It seems like, I mean, everything is tying back to how it affects revenue. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I love that because that's uh I was talking to somebody they're brand new in this game you know and they're like hey I I'm gonna go sell I, I I've got this really cool offer idea it's gonna be amazing but because of what's going on in the economy right now like I think I'm gonna give all it away for free it's gonna everything be for free and I was like stop like you're the one killing the economy <laughs> like sell your stuff every we, we gotta get you gotta exchange goods still here you can increase value without decreasing price anyway I appreciate that I mean well, one one thing I would say if anyone offering a free trial. Remember, free, a free trial helps nobody, absolutely nobody, because I, I get I get marketing offers all day long, all day, every day. Oh, we'll give you a two-week free trial. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. However, I've still got to make the ad. I've still got to traffic the ad. I've still got to monitor the performance, and I've still got to go back to the client and say yes or no. It's a cost, actually. So, yeah, who makes money out of that? Nobody. Yeah. And... The client thinks it's crap because you said it's free. <laughs> yeah. So it's if you don't value it, no one else will. Yeah. And and the one the, if you you've got you take a hundred people right now, they think they're a genius by offering a free trial. And it's okay in a certain area if you've got a back end funnel and everything else. Ninety nine percent of people don't. It's just there you go. There's a freebie. It doesn't work because your time and your value. I mean. This work, you've got to attach, you've got to attach revenue to action. And I've got a satellite company client right now and they provide phone service and internet access to cruise ships, uh, weaponry, uh, oil rigs, mm -hmm. anything that's but ass middle of nowhere. Yeah. They will provide connectivity. So we run an ad campaign because that was what they do. And. They got the click throughs and they're in the trade press and all the rest of it. And they're on the e-blast, blah, 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 blah. So then they said, Oh, we want to re-up and do it again. I said, right. No, no, no. We're going to stop because I, we need to attribute value because, because they were going, Oh yeah. Well, we need our sales team to follow up and everything. I said, right. Okay. And this is what's going to happen. You're going to do a bespoke landing page, a funnel, if you will. They don't understand this, but I didn't even try to explain yeah, it to yeah. them. I said, right. I say sales. Put a landing page, landing page up, data capture, send a brochure. Yeah. You That lead is now yours, and then the sales team can nurture it. Yeah. Okay, then we'll try it. Next thing you know, oh, yeah, we want to do a same campaign for another one of our things. Because we're now, they've seen, they've landed business from this campaign. Now, the beauty of it is 
we used to have to pitch this client for every single campaign. Now they're just calling us because we've attributed value, actual dollars to our actions. Yeah. And they can say, right, if we've signed off this amount, we have now got this amount back. Now, what used to happen was everything used to go into the black hole on magazines, LinkedIn, and everything else with no capture of that lead. Now, they might get 50,000 people look at it and five guys sign up. That five guys a decision maker. Yeah. He's worth one, one, he, that, that's the dude who's going to write you a check. So now they're seeing a check's come in, trace back on the UTM tag from our campaign. So that's, if you are going to give something away for free, don't do it. But if you simply must have to, make sure that it, you get a list and the list you can attribute to revenue from if you have to answer to a client. Huge. Always put revenue attack right. You, that guy bought because of this. So you've made 10 grand from this $10 yeah. or whatever it is. And as long as you can do that, the, your phone will ring rather than you having to pick up the phone. Amen to that. That is a huge piece of advice. We are up on our time, John. I appreciate you taking it. I love it. This has been so, so fascinating. I could uh, listen to you and business war stories forever. I mean, <laughs> very fun to uh, yeah. learn from you. I feel old and weathered, but, uh, you know, still punching away. Yeah. Just keep jabbing. Keep jabbing, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for the time, John. And guys, if you're thinking about the One Funnel Away Challenge, go to onefunnelaway.com. You'd like a trial to click funnels, which does have a cool follow-up funnel on the back of it that you can go see. <laughs> go to I love clickfunnels.com. And uh awesome. We'll see you later. Thanks so much, John. This has been fantastic. Thanks, mate. All businesses need three things: leads, sales, fulfillment. That's exactly what ClickFunnels does. They're world-class at automating your leads, sales, and fulfillment. The best news is that it's only $97 a month and replaces the cost of the other tools I was using. Better yet, I don't need to be a coder. Because of that, I basically have the power of an entire tech team in my hand. So if you're asking yourself, Steve, are you pitching me right now? Yeah, 100%. Because of ClickFunnels, I can focus on just being a marketer again. Everyone you're hearing on this show is using ClickFunnels. That's actually how we're all doing this. We call ourselves Funnel Hackers, and I'm going to invite you to become a funnel hacker like us by grabbing a free two-week trial at iloveclickfunnels.com. But Steve, isn't two weeks not long enough for me to do this? I understand the fear, but you have to know, I actually built my first funnel during my own two-week trial of ClickFunnels. Week number one, I built the funnel. Week number two, I focused on sales and traffic. And by week three, my account was paid for by my customers, which made it free for me. You guys can do this. We want everyone to experience this power in their business. So as your host, I'm allowed to hook you guys up. Open any browser, type in iloveclickfunnels.com and grab your own free two-week trial now.